What is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a sad and somber episode of Picking Corners, a box lacrosse channel production. Sadly, as of yesterday, news broke that we have lost a favorite friend in the box lacrosse world, a friend that arrived so recently and has taken off so soon. The pre-show was compiled, comprised of Cammy Mack playing taps on his hand trumpet and all of us being filled with the sadness and the waving goodbye to the PBLA, the Professional Box Lacrosse Association. Gentlemen, how are we feeling today? I mean, this is this is sad stuff. We'll get into how the news broke. Just first reactions right here, right now. Garrett, you look like you're just waiting to have a reaction. F's in the chat. F's in the chat for the PBLA. But, 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 but I called it. I wanted it to succeed, but how it was rolled out, I said, I don't want a half-ass product that's going to get us half the way there, and then the wheel falls off. And all of a sudden, it's like they were driving down the road, and they're like, well, you know what? We don't actually have enough gas for this. Let's just stop right here. Yeah, wild. I mean, how do you – well, I, I again, it's not surprising, right? And I think, you know, as Garrett already said, to to preface – you know, our whole conversation coming up here, this kind of emergency presser, right? Um, we, you know, had our doubts, had our concerns, but we never wanted something like this to happen for the sake of the players, for the coaches, for all the staff, all the employees, you know, for the larger lacrosse community. You know, this is not something that we um, really ever wanted to see, but with the way that things have, um, you know, kind of come to fruition here, uh, I think we kind of called it right. Too many teams, too quick, you know, unorganized, not enough publicity, not the right um, backing and support. I mean, there's a ton of different areas that uh, you can look at to pull, um, you know, from in terms of it not being a successful launch. And it, honestly, what confused me the most is like that first week really didn't look like it was going to last very long. But then the last couple of weeks, the oh last couple of weeks, like, looked decent, right? Like, yeah. they looked a lot better. And we were like, oh, well, maybe maybe we were wrong. Or maybe they heard our suggestions and, you know, they are actively changing things and adapting. And, like, that's what you need to survive as a new league, right? Like, you need to take criticism and take feedback and implement that now, not, you know, at the end of the season or not when you don't have enough money left and you have to fold, right? So, uh again, I think that things were going in the right direction from my perspective. So um, it was a little bit more surprising to hear it now that they were folding as opposed to a couple of weeks ago. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I think at the end of the day, a lot of people saw this coming, especially, you know, all the comments people were making on Twitter and Reddit and things like that. Um, I don't know. Tucker, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't think this one's going to come back around like some Taco Bell on a late night out. Um, this one's, I think, set sail. I think it's sayonara, boys. Um, I I feel bad. I actually, I think, I think we were like judgmentally pessimistic <laughs> to start out with this league because you know we we talked about the whole perspective of you know not all growth is good growth and how some growth can have a negative effect. This is exactly what we were fearing and what we didn't want to see in regards to a negative effect. Um, but I feel bad for a lot of parties involved for it. Like I, I feel bad specifically right now 
for the bootleggers fans, the Charlotte bootleggers fans, man, these people were getting into it. They were tweeting about it. They were vlogging about it. They were probably twitching about it. They were doing everything they could to like to pump up the Charlotte bootleggers. You know, Bojangles Coliseum was rocking. It was fun to watch. And they had fans at games and like these fans, you know, had the Charlotte hounds and then they just disappeared. And now it was like they had the bootleggers and it's like JK parachute court. You're gone. Um, so now it's just like, I feel bad for those, those loyal fan bases that built up really quickly, all that merch that got bought up, that's going to be antique now. Um, you know, there's a lot of aspects that are just, just sad about the whole entire situation. Um, am I happy that maybe they brought box into non-box lacrosse markets? Yes, but that's also part of what caused this to fold. So it's kind of a give and take, like, was that a good idea? Was that a bad idea? Um, again, I, I feel bad in saying it, but like in our group chat, we've been talking about it for weeks. We didn't have a wager on how long the league would last, but we put our guesses out there kind of based on information to be completely transparent. I don't think we were the only ones who did it. Come on. Um, this is kind of in that timeline of, I think what we assumed where funding would run out. Um, it's tough, man. You hate to see lacrosse leagues fold. You hate to see, hate to see sports leagues in general fold. It's just, it's tough to see. But when you go in with the objective of being bigger than the NLL, better social media, everything is, is a superior level. And you do it during the NLL season, the peak of the <laughs> NLL season. Yeah. Maybe we should reexamine the timeline and say, hey, let's do this in a different season, the opposite season. Or, hey, let's, you know, make this a conference and compete with the BLL and the NABLL and let the semi-pro champion play the pro champion. Like, do something that's not the NLL. Like, that's part of this, is you don't need to compete with the MLL or the NLL. Gosh, that's another one that disappeared. You need to compete with yourself. Like, you can't go in year one and be like, we're going to be bigger and dethrone the NLL. Like, sorry, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, my other big gripe is, why did you need arenas so big? Like, what was the need for these massive arenas? Like, the bootleggers, I actually get it they were getting enough fans to probably make that a financially secure deal. Right. But the rest of the, the teams, like they were changing arenas every other week. They couldn't secure an arena here. Some of the floors looked like they were made out of paper mache. Like there was just some absolutely crazy stuff going on where the really, really good looked really awesome. Was, was a really cool product. The really bad looked really, really bad. So there was no consistency across the league, which I think that's a, a big piece of it right away. And, and Cam, you kind of hit it right there. It's in my mind, it's just too many teams to start out with. You start out with too many teams that are really far apart. You're paying a lot for that logistically. If you just started with even four teams, if you started with four to six teams, all within a distance of each other, I think you would have done fine. I think this league would, would make it for a full season. Yeah, and um, then and then put that in the in the off the NL off season. Then maybe you have some NLL players that are supporting the league or even like coming in for a cameo performance, something like that, right? Like there are other things. They basically were just like, we want to be better than the NLL and do it the exactly the same, like exactly the same way and uh, live up to those expectations right off the bat. And that's just. I mean, yeah, it's great to be ambitious, but those are unrealistic expectations. 
patience. Like it's just not, not something that happens overnight. Like the NLL has been around for as long as it has been for a reason, you know, and even them, you know, we were talking about like them looking really good this season and, and whatnot, but maybe not so a decade ago. Right. So like there's a right way to do it. And it's okay to have, you know, large goals for yourself, but you need to have a realistic expectation going into that. And, you know, basically what you said with having too many teams, having it during the NLL season, um, you know, not having enough support from fans already, not creating enough buzz, like it rolling out way too quick. I mean, there's a ton of different things that went wrong along this, this kind of like journey. And that's why you don't have people saying, oh my gosh, it's crazy that the PBLA folded. Everyone's like... Yeah, it makes sense. Like that sucks, but we kind of saw it coming. Like, yeah. it's, that's yeah. tough, like tough look, but like, yeah, I'm not surprised, you know. It's so, also like, it's, you know, I was supposed ahead. to broadcast the rest of the Bootleggers games for Lax All Stars every week. Guess that's not happening now. <laughs> so super dope. Really happy about that, you know. Really just absolutely unfortunate. Um, let's let's cover a couple of the facts on how this unfolded and how the Titanic of the PBLA went down like a sinking ship um man i am really coming across way too harsh today i'm not trying to be but it's kind of fun to be in this case it's kind of like i told you so but i also not trying to be a complete wipeout because we do want lacrosse to grow so take my perspective with a grain of salt right now um yesterday it seems like the first official break of the news publicly came from uh, Blue Squatch Productions, the gentleman who runs Blue Squatch Productions on YouTube, has been an avid uh, PBLA broadcaster media guy from the second he could be. So he was involved with the Syracuse Spark. It looked like heavily from the start, putting up their interviews, talking to players, coaches. He was the run one-man band of PBLA media from the start. He's also very tied to the NABLL. Um, and he was the one who broke the news. It sounds like officially yesterday in a live stream um, for around somewhere around 6 p.m. And by yesterday, if you're listening to this after the fact, I mean, January 30th, 2023, this guy got on YouTube and pretty much just said, well, the league's done. See ya. It was great while it lasted. Um, he I guess he was reading off of a note that a lot of the inside people got. Um, and it sounds like he was the, the first official news break. So. You know, happy for that. Um, unfortunately, that video only has 35 views right now. So, like, that's where I'm like, people need to take this stuff and grab onto it. It's a media artifact. It's about a sinking ship. Like, we need to watch this video. So, anyway, I tried to watch it as, as much as I could here and take notes and get an idea of what he was talking about. And the biggest thing that he talks about in this letter that went out was the league plans to pay players and staff. The key in this situation is plans to pay players and staff. Now we're not saying that they haven't, we're not saying that they haven't paid players or they haven't paid staff, but the league plans to pay players makes us assume that not all the payments have gone to players yet. And that's where we come into the whole, you know, AAF football situation. Are the players going to be paid in full? Are their contracts going to be bought out? What options are there in place for these players to make money? Because a lot of them, probably stopped working on weekends for the entire year um, because of this league. And they started to make their lives change. They probably, they probably got private gym memberships. We don't know. We don't know, but we now have a lot of guys who were professional lacrosse players yesterday and are now back in our ranks in semi-pro lacrosse. So that's yeah, tough. And, yeah. and I think to answer your question is 
are they going to pay them? I mean, if they're already folding right now because they can't pay their bills, I mean, would be surprised that all of a sudden they just come up with a ton of money to to pay these players and make it an easy transition, you know, give them some sort of like severance package per se. Right. Um, so I don't really see that being realistic. Uh, I hope it happens obviously for the sake of those players that now have invested all this time for nothing. Um, but I think the realistic answer again is that I don't really see them getting any sort of uh, support from the PBLA. Um, alternatively to that, I think, um, one of the other big points that I've been seeing a lot about is the um, the fact that they're pausing operations for now. Um, you know, some people are saying the PBLA is folding, right? Um, some of the more official things that we've seen come out uh, have said more uh, along the lines of we're postponing the season. Um, I'm not really sure how you do that. I've never seen the NFL just decide to take a quick hiatus between, um, you know, this part of the season and the second half of the season or even the NLL or the PLL or anything like that. Um, so I'd be pretty surprised to see it come back. Uh, but at the same time, um, interesting view to, to kind of take in terms of uh, still leaving some hope that the PBLA is not necessarily uh, dead. You know, they're just drowning. They're not, they're not totally underwater yet. Um, but I'm not sure what you guys, do you guys think the PBLA are coming back or is this I, it? I, I just think it's good business talk. Like, if we don't want to say all of a sudden, oh, yeah, hey, Rob, sorry, we're broke. We can't pay anything. We're done. You know, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, we're uh, we're pausing for now. We're going to reevaluate some stuff and come back. And it's, it's, it just sounds like business talk. So really. They're saving face a little bit. Yeah, pretty saying. much. Yeah. Like, okay. you, you, stopped, you, stopped, you stopped operations. There are people saying you, they, you can't pay stuff. You don't have a bunch of fans in seats. It looks like, well, are you stopping or are you just like out of money? There's a there's a there's a difference in why you're stopping. You're stopping just like reorganize. Okay, we get that. You're stopping because you're broke. And then it's like, can you come back? Yeah, I mean, and you got this this message from Steve Donner, um, you know, saying that the main funding source for the league, uh, you know, informed all the participants that they're not going to continue funding. Um, clearly, yeah. <laughs> that means. You don't have any money. Um, you know, he's saying uh, he goes on to say basically that, you know, there's a few of them that are still prominent in the lacrosse community and they want to do everything they can to try to save this and make this a good experience going forward. And that, you know, some of the product that they were putting out that I think we can agree with has been um, a decent product in terms of professional lacrosse, not everywhere, but in some markets like the bootleggers, like Tucker said, um, you know, we have seen some promise there, but I'm not really sure how you can continue a season um, when all your funding gets pulled. So yeah. Um, and it's especially know, they come... like to let's secure another funding source after a nosedive like this already. Right. Because now it's like, well, someone else going to come in and what foot the bill for you to do it all over again. And the best, the best player severance packages that I'm thinking are going to happen are like, a pair of tickets to an NLL game and a trip to yeah. Disney World. So, <laughs> you know, beer. I, uh, it's just, I, yeah, the whole thing, just like it, this whole thing feels like wearing a pair of arm pads that were sweaty and you left them in your cold car after mm-hmm. a long day of playing. And then you wake up the next day, you're going round two of the tournament and you just got cold, sweaty arm yeah. guards on. Like, this it sucks. Great. Like it's, it's, you're going to make it work, but it sucks. That's what's happening here. Like they're trying to make it work, but it sucks. And like, 
do I see them coming back around? I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you like close your doors? Oh guys, we're, we're done for it's over. And then just kidding. We're back. We don't know how long it's going to last, but let's party. Like, right. You can't like, that just doesn't, I don't know. Like I'd rather them just pause it all this year and actually do the right stuff this time around and relaunch next year, hopefully in the opposite season of the NLL, um, maybe take some notes from what's happened here. I would just rather see a full relaunch, maybe be, maybe a new name, like do something to, to save face yeah, you here. Gotta, you, you'd almost have to like rebrand yourself because like the PBLA is like, it's unfortunate, but now it's like that name is almost now tarnished and yeah. tied to. Well, it's like, I, I, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking like today I was thinking specifically about the NLA the uh it was the national lacrosse alliance i believe mm-hmm. so the nla has been around now for i think two years like i think two if not three years the nla has been around and i think we had a lot of questions originally about that how that would work professionally um but i have i have friends who, who play in that now and they actually do get paid like are they making a lot of money no are they getting paid and does that make them professional lacrosse players by definition yes yeah. and has that been sustainable and has that lasted for more than several seasons now Yes. And I think I had more doubts about them coming up than this. And this is the one that just, but you know why it's because the NLA brought a new product. They didn't say we're better than the PLL. They didn't say we're trying to bring back the MLL. They said, we're doing something new, different, and really cool. And here's how it's going to be done. It's going to be very accessible, cheap tickets, awesome locations, play lacrosse. Like that was the whole message and it works for them. This was too much of, Hey, We were because like all these guys who were involved in this league were at one point a part of the NLL. Right. Like, obviously, this was a direct shot at let's take the NLL out of the equation, you know, Um, and I just I just feel like that might have been the wrong approach. And do we need another professional box lacrosse league? I'm all for it. I think it's a great idea. And I do. I would like to see a successful like tier two league where you, you directly say, this is the second tier. This is the minor league. If you clarify that you're not trying to take out the NLL, that would allow you a relationship with the NLL. That would probably get you funding from the NLL. Yeah. You know, if there was more of an open door type situation from the start, I think this would still be going today. I think the NLL might've even thrown out a lifeline if there was an effort to work together. So, I mean, that's the thing for me. And I also... Like, I mean, when we look at like costs and what probably still needs to be paid and what's left behind, I mean, a lot of teams were just getting their gloves and their helmets and their helmet decals in the last two weeks. You got to think about how many teams were outfitted in full gear in the past two to three weeks that there's probably a lot of outstanding invoices still waiting to be paid. A lot of merch and things too. Like I just got an ad this weekend, like now you can actually buy the team sweaters, right? And I was like, you know, there are a couple pretty cool ones that I was, you know, checking out. Like, I think the Bombers is really cool. Um, You know, Thorpe's, all that. There's, there's some cool logos out there. I thought it would be sweet to have a PBLA sweater, not going to lie. But I don't see that being uh, something I'm going to invest in going forward, uh, especially if the league is is no longer going to be around. Uh, We are only outsiders we only have our own perspectives based on things that we hear and see on social media um, from our connections and things like that come on to the show if you're somebody that is part of the pbla part of the inside you know um, tell all come on to the show we'd love to have you we'd love to give you have you give your perspective whether that's pro pbla whether that's you have some you know disdain for uh, how they've operated and how they've now cut ties and things like that 
we're open to everything. We're as long as long yeah. as long <laughs> as nobody as long as nobody signed an NDA because then it would just <laughs> really suck for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean legally we can't help you there, but uh, my my point is is we'd love to have someone come on and give a little bit of commentary about what actually is going on from someone that's part of the PBLA. So yeah, you know, uh, open door sounds... policy, uh, hit us up. You can find our information on our website. Um, otherwise, tough to see the PBLA go. Yeah, I think, it sucks. You know, we kind of we had some negative takes in the beginning, but ultimately, I think we were rallied around the fact that we wanted to see something succeed. And yeah, uh, you know, it's pretty tough that it didn't. So I just want to point out. It came back around. It like it was, it was like in the beginning. We're like, uh, I don't know about this. The past the past couple of games, a couple of weeks, it was like, whoa, they are they're really doing something here. Okay, let's see where this goes. And then it was just like nosedive. But again, you know, we'll see where where what the future holds. That'd be very very interesting for these guys. I started working out more just for the PBLA combine next year. So now. <laughs> I don't know. Guess guess we got to find new inspiration, guys. Do we all have to try out if if they hold another combine? I feel like I feel like we have to, but we might all be blacklisted after this podcast. Yeah, the, we, out, we so. would have to like wear like disguises at the tryouts. Here's another option. Here's another option. If we get blacklisted, let's just buy a team because then then we have to be in the inner circle. You know, what oh, I'm and saying? they have to take it too. They, they need would to have to take yes. So. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So okay, last final thought here. Takeaway, Cam. You touched on a little bit. Some sources are saying the PBLA is officially done for, and the general message um, is the one, Cam, that I think you read about getting outstanding expenses paid and stuff like that. A, a second message came out yesterday, shortly after that message, pretty much contradicting that message. So we'll leave you with this message to think about. Steve Donner wrote, Fans, the main funding source for the league informed all participants that they will not continue funding the league. Myself and a prominent lacrosse people are working feverishly on a solution to continue the season and grow the league into the future. We are optimistic there is a solution that will work to keep the league operating and will provide updates over the next 72 hours as we have them. We appreciate the concern and support for the PBLA and do everything possible to continue our season first thing i want to say here is steve my boy please change the font on your messaging that font is scaring me right now and it's hard to read and it's giving me very cold war russia vibes so putting that one out there um but more than anything there's a 72 hour time frame that he listed 72 hours wraps up tomorrow so by tomorrow we might know more um and i'm gonna send it right over to garrett to finish off the episode for us yeah, uh, I think this says it all. I agree. <laughs> gentlemen, 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 have a wonderful day. All of you out there in the picking corners world, we hope that you are out there stinging corners and slinging dimes and doing some awesome stuff in the lacrosse world. We will see you guys back here on Picking Corners, a box lacrosse channel production very, very soon. <laughs>